0: Hello and welcome to the Heal, Equip, and Release podcast. I'm your host, Karen Cruz. Through my work as a licensed counselor, I have developed a passion and hunger to see more women set free as they are healed, equipped, and released into their God-given identity and purpose. Scripture tells us that God has made each one of us with a specific plan and purpose in mind, and His plan for our lives is meant to lead us to a future of hope, blessing, and unshakable peace. However, Today, many of us find that we are far from experiencing this promise in our daily lives. The truth is that we are in a war, and the battle plan of our enemy is to wound us in such a way that we miss out on the fullness of God's vision for our lives. In this podcast, I will help you explore and experience the love, truth, beauty, and goodness of God that has the power to heal your heart, renew your mind, reignite your spirit, and set you free to joyfully fulfill the unique mission. God has placed on your life. Hey guys, I wanted to pop on real quick and let you know that registration is open for a brand new online community. And potentially if you want to be part of a online group experience called Her Transformation online community and groups. So this is just really going to be a place where you can have um, access to content. My whole online course is going to be on there, as well as all the new content I'm going to be creating to really help you be intentional about your healing journey. And the thing I'm really excited about is I'm going to be really creating opportunities for you to connect deeply and meaningfully with other women on your journey. Because I am just convinced that being vulnerable with each other, intentionally diving into our stories together, intentionally pursuing transformation together is so important and it's so often missed. Like we are... Just if we're not intentional and if we're not, if we're just trying to do this on our own, we just don't, it doesn't really work. And so I'm really encouraging you to check it out. Check it out maybe as something you want to try out this Lent to just see what God can do, what God can do within and through you. And especially as you allow yourself to really be heard and seen and known by others. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there for questions and interaction as well. So um, I just really hope you'll think about it. I hope you'll give it a try and look at the show notes um, to get a link to more information. Thanks so much. Enjoy today's show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast today. So excited to be with you guys and introduce you to my dear friend and fellow Catholic counselor, Deb Rojas. She is just a beautiful friend, beautiful woman with just a heart for healing, a heart to lead others to the fullness of God's plan for their lives. And um, yeah, we are gonna have, I think, a really important conversation today about. You know, and we're kind of in the beginning of the year still. And I know a lot of people have and about to hit Lent here. Okay. So this whole idea of growth, we all know we want to grow and we want to become who God made us to be. Um, but at the same time, and I think especially with us, I don't know, if this seems to be peculiar to women, but maybe that's just because I'm a woman and that's my perspective. But this pressure to be perfect, to perform, to do all the things, the pressure we put on ourselves and um just how important it is to just recognize our need to rest, our need to grow through rest and through relationship, relationship with God, relationship with each other. And we're just going to have a conversation around this, this whole topic. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'm excited. So, but before we jump into all that, I want to give Deb an opportunity to kind of just introduce herself and tell us a little bit about her. So take it away, Deb. Thank you, Karen.
1: It's really delightful to be here today and to uh to have this conversation with you. Um hope that what we talked about is edifying to those who are listening and um just want you all to know that you're in my prayers as you're as you're listening, that God uses this to encourage your hearts. And um, you know, I kind of wish we could have recorded the conversation that we had prior to this. <laughs> it always happens. Yeah. It's like, oh, that yeah. was <laughs> yeah. that was just great. But um, really, thank you, Karen, for having me on. Um, yes, I'm an, a, a newbie counselor and um, just recently graduated from Divine Mercy University in Virginia and um, just really blessed to study at a Catholic university that offers both the clinical mental health counseling program, but with a very strong emphasis on the integration of faith with the mental health sciences. So it's um, it's really been awesome to get into start to really get into the trenches with people mm-hmm. and, um, begin helping other women, men and women, uh, work on their own personal growth in a way that ultimately, as you were just saying, enhances the ability to love others and to love God.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you're also, uh, you have some kiddos, right? You're a mother of how many? I forget.
1: I have four. Four, four yeah. kiddos. Yes. Kiddos. Um, I am a single mom and I worked my way through grad school um, as a director of liturgy and music in a parish, which was wonderful and exhausting. (laughs) And Also mothering four children. um, So I have young adults and teens now. My youngest is a junior in high school Mm -hmm. and she's at a wonderful classical um, Catholic school in the Philadelphia area. Mm -hmm. Um, And then my 18 year old graduated last year And I have a 20, now 22 and 23 year old as
0: well. Yeah, so I love it. I mean, I just feel like you and I just make such a complimentary pair here speaking to different hearts and different stages Mm -hmm. of life here because we've got- you know, um, you know, we're all, we're all in love with the Lord, passionate Catholics, but both yeah. of us, but you know, like I've got these young, kind of younger kids and mm-hmm. you know, you've got the older kids and you're a single mom. And I just, we just want, you know, just to speak to all the ladies out there, you know, like just between the two of us, we can relate to probably whatever it is you might. Holy be moly. With. Yes. You know, different, Not so many different
1: stages of life, you know, that have been lived between the two of us. Absolutely. Yeah. With, you know, like, Yeah. With raising children with marriage, um, homeschooling, Mm -hmm. you know, like I also homeschooled for 13 years. So, you know, I have that experience of, you know, Right, doing many, wearing many, many
0: different. Habits. Right, and and just this whole idea that, like, within the midst of it, just all this this performance, right? Like this pressure to be the yes. perfect mom, the perfect, oh like the perfect wife, yes. the perfect homeschooler, the perfect, perfect family, educator, yes. therapist, mm-hmm. counselor, yeah. performance,
1: performance, performance. Right, it's exhausting. And yeah, it is absolutely exhausting. Um, you know, one of the things that that has come to mind over the past year, especially for me is that God is calling me to give up that sense of performance and perfection. Mm. Yeah. Just let it go. And um, there's so much of my work that personally, you know, I have these goals of wanting to excel. Excellence, mm. excellence, you know, above everything, mm-hmm. excellence. And, um, and in many ways over the years, it has become my identity, like how mm-hmm. I was doing it with- my children's education as a homeschool mom, or as a, you know, director of liturgy and music in a parish, everything's like excellent and perfect and rolling smoothly. Um, The challenge with that is that I began to also equate my performance with God's love. Mm. Yep. And that, you know, like, I was treating it as if it was conditional, Mm -hmm. which then going back to your, what you were saying about rest earlier was making it very difficult to rest. Yeah. Um, You know, bringing in that aspect of, um, you know, performance, how when we're performing, we're striving very much things rest on us. Mm -hmm. on our shoulders, on our hearts, on our minds, and it becomes very, very isolating. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. So isolating. And I think this, and this idea that, especially when you're saying a performance in God's love, then the more I do, the sense of like, I, God will love me more. Like I'm pleasing Mm -hmm. him. I'm making him happy, but then I'm tired, but it's okay. Because, because it, it's just like, I'm, it's this idea that I'm like filling up the like there's something I could do to make God love me more. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. This faulty right. understanding that I can earn his love, even though it's like, we, yes. we know if someone were to ask us, can you earn God's love? Like, no, it's unconditional. And right. yet when we look at mm-hmm. our lives, it's like, no, actually yeah. I'm like, you know, for me, it was this, because I've, I've struggled with performance and you know, in healing ministry and you know, we'll call it like performance identity, like in prayer ministry mm-hmm. and, and defeating that kind of, you know, spirit in whatever way, but this idea that, um, you know, my worth and my value and Mm -hmm. God's love comes out of what I do. And like I said, we wouldn't ever say that, but we live it. And so we have yeah. to slow down enough to, to evaluate right. and say, wait, am I living out of a false understanding of who God is mm-hmm. and his character, which is also yeah. affecting how I see myself in my identity, right? Because like, mm-hmm. it's about who's we are and who we are, you know, like that, that whole yes. So it's huge, yeah. it's a huge thing. It yeah. is, it's
1: absolutely huge. You know, with that sense of like, I have to do this in order to get God's love. There's also this sense of like, in some way, I'm failing him if I don't mm-hmm. do it. Right. He's going to be disappointed in me. Disappointed. Mm-hmm. And then there's this sense of shame yes. and guilt that comes as a result of not achieving that whatever it is that we think we need to be doing. Yep. 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 So not, it not only isolates us from others in that sense that we're striving and doing, but it also
0: isolates us in our relationship with God. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is so huge. And I and this 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 whole idea of shame, right? This like, I'm not enough unless I do all of these things. There's something um, wrong with me. Right. Yep. There's something wrong with me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And there's, and then so we're figuring it out, how to fix it? What do I have to do? And then what's right. the truth, right? And then this whole idea of like, wait, you know, who I am mm-hmm. is... What God loves, who God loves, you know, and I think, you know, I work with people, and we're we're looking at, you know, I I work with people a lot in this idea of like at the core of healing, right? We really do have to look at our image of God, right? Right. And and the love of the Father that gives mm-hmm. us our identity, mm-hmm. and this this longing, and I think women especially resonate with this desire to be delighted in. That like, mm-hmm, I see mm-hmm. you and nice. I delight in you. Yes. And, you know, a lot of times within our own stories, in our broken worlds, and all of our broken families, you know, we all have, no one's got the perfect story. Um, but uh, there was this sense that somehow got planted in so many of our hearts that like, I see you and delight in you when, right? Mm-hmm. When you do an awesome performance on your piano, Deb. Yes. When you yes. sound like an angel at church. <laughs> when... Yeah. <laughs> On
1: a Friday night when you're all dressed up and you look great and you're going out to dinner, you know? Yeah, yeah. As opposed to like Saturday morning when you're cleaning the toilets. You
0: know? <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so this this sense of like what well, our our heart leads and and will rehealing healing is this rest mm-hmm. that comes from knowing mm-hmm. I am delighted in because of who I am. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: And who are we in that sense then? You know, where it's God looking at us and saying. You mm-hmm. are my beloved daughter. Right. And I love you unconditionally. Mm-hmm. And I'm pleased with you. Right. And I'm that's pleased with you. I I find you give you bring yeah. me joy. Yeah.
0: I mean, that's I love to love
1: you, brings me joy.
0: Right. Yeah. And I just love, I'm sure you've heard this, and this might be where you were going. So I'm sorry. But I want wanted, I just love, I immediately <laughs> think that the baptism in the River Jordan. I love pointing this out mm-hmm. to people because when it was pointed out to me, I was like, Oh my goodness. Like that Jesus, that was the beginning of his ministry before he did a single thing. The Mm -hmm. father said, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. And this is the son whom I love. I'm, I'm well pleased, but he hadn't done anything. There's no talk Mm -hmm. of his performing any miracles Mm -hmm. or preaching any great homily or sermons or whatever. Um, because the goal is to live out of God's pleasure, not to try to earn mm-hmm. it. And that's what Definitely. freedom is. Like, I'm not trying to do this for you. I, I've heard somebody say, I'm not trying to do this for you. I'm doing it from you.
2: Mm-hmm. From
0: that love where, um, right. you know, we're we're going to get it wrong because we're not, you know, Jesus. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't change how God loves us. right? And then seeing that and being able to rest, In the
1: reality, to accept that reality,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. you know, so much of I think the tension that we live with is that difficulty of accepting the reality of God's love. Mm -hmm. There's something in us that that wants to kind of fight that and say, "Well, no, I have I have to do something." Mm -hmm. You know, like it can't just be that He just loves me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when the reality is, He does. Mm -hmm. the reality is it's there um one of the quotes that's really just been something that has resonated and I have um just come to really love it and um and meditate on it often is from the mystic Julian of Norwich um all shall be well and all shall be well And all manner of things shall be well. For there is a force of love moving through the universe that holds us fast and will never let us go. Hmm. Yeah. And, you know, like, I want to think sometimes all shall be well because I'm working my butt off.
0: (laughs) Right? That's how we live. Yes, God, it's all well. I've
1: got this. (laughs) Yeah. But this force of love that holds the universe together—that's God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's not me,
0: right? And anything we do that's good—if we stop—it's from Him anyway. Like, there's nothing yeah, exactly. we do that's worthy of of praise that didn't come first from mm-hmm. Him enabling us to do it. And that was like a big thing for me because I I so relate. I mean, we haven't talked at depth about this, but like I so relate to that. Just like like I'm working hard and I'm going to do this and I'm going to excel and I'm going to be excellent. And, and I just always was like, yeah, like I'm going to do this. I've got this. I never really Mm -hmm. stopped. It was, you know, so much pride. Like I was unaware of it, (laughs) Um, but it, you know, there's mercy there. Thank you, Lauren, that I wasn't aware of this, Mm. but it was like, yeah, I'm just doing, I'm doing the stuff like, and I'm doing it well and that's the goal and that's good. And it is good. We should strive for excellence, but the humility to recognize that, the ability to do that is itself a gift um,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. that we have been given.
1: Um, Yes. And even the calling, like, and accepting that calling Mm -hmm. is a participation in God's love. Mm
0: -hmm. You know, we can get into these places, right. Where all of a sudden you kind of recognize I'm in this place of, of pressure, you know, and I think Mm -hmm. what's hard. And I think some women might resonate with this is, is when you're doing good things, And there's so many good things like, like for Mm -hmm. you, Deb, like you are a beautiful director of music, liturgy, you are a counselor, you're a mom and, you know, people listening, you know, homeschooling and, or you've got your normal job and your marriage or your children. And there's like all these good things. And I know for so many of us, like we're giving, 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 Mm -hmm. and, and there can be this like burnout, this exhaustion, but then this guilt that's like. But I, I need to do like these are all such important things. I need to do all this. This is all good stuff. So I must need to do it all, and I guess I just get to be exhausted for the rest of my life. But at least mm-hmm. I'm doing like like you know what I mean. This this yes. this is good stuff. Yeah, so not about that. Yeah, you
1: know? not only do we 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 not only have to do it all, but we it has to be Instagram worthy.
0: <laughs> oh, don't even get me started on in social media. Oh my gosh, social media. Uh-huh. The death of all women is my personal it opinion is. on. <laughs> it
1: is. And why is that? Yeah. because at the heart of it, it's about comparison.
0: Comparison, yes. And and Back that isolation. Is another factor of isolation, yes. But it's like is, it's like disguised isolation because it looks community. like you're connected. right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So what is it? It's a false intimacy. Uh, yeah that we spend a whole lot of time doing other than being actually with
1: people that we're sometimes that we, addicted to even
0: right yeah oh man this is like this could be like 10 podcasts in one so we're gonna have to
1: <laughs> well, we're just gonna just scratch a start the <laughs> <laughs> there you go we'll scratch the surface with this one we'll come back and we'll dive more deeply into a whole bunch of others absolutely but-
0: but yeah, but I think like, because uh, what, what, what I kind of see is we can talk about this and I think so many people will resonate with this idea of like, yeah, I'm trying to do it all. I want to grow. Mm-hmm. I want to be holy. All these things are important. You know, I want to help my kids. I want but to, the, the, but the pressure and the performance. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. what I want to know, and uh, as much as you want, you know, want to share from your mm-hmm. own life, but from your work as a counselor is like, what, no, what do we do, right? Like, what do you, what, how do we help people with this, right? With this, a whole idea of, Performance and how to escape from it, and how to overcome that shame that says my worth comes from Mm -hmm. how well I do in X, Y, and Z. How excellent I am, you know. You know what's what's helped you, or what? What I mean, I've got a million different thoughts in my head, but I'm just kind of curious for you. Um,
1: Well, for me, primarily going back to what we what we were talking about a few minutes ago is recognizing who I am. And that the foundation of my identity as a woman Mm
2: -hmm.
1: is that that I'm God's beloved daughter. And there's nothing I can do to thwart that or win it. Mm -hmm. And within that, there is that that element of just being able to rest in that reality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. so that doesn't mean then that I'm still not like doing too many things.
2: We're <laughs> all working in progress, <laughs> But it's a
1: it's a it's a wonderful starting point because then it's like as I'm looking at, you know the, and and this is for all of us. We have so many different gifts. You know we have and we have different seasons of life as well. There there are many things like I couldn't have gone back to school full-time, to do counseling when I was homeschooling. Mm -hmm. That would have just been impossible. Um, So in many ways, there, you know, there are those seasons of life. And so a lot of it for me right now is just this discernment, like an ongoing discernment. What is, what does God want me to do right now in this moment? And just take it moment moments, And when I take it moment by moment, then it's a lot less frantic and stressful. Um, and also taking it moment by moment, then I'm more available to be relational within whatever context I'm moving at the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and to be to remain relational. that is such a huge part of like even gauging, I think peace, you know, within, mm-hmm. if, you, if you want, I mean, that's my biggest alert to myself in my day when I'm like, okay, it is time for me to do some self-care <laughs> once mm-hmm. I lose the ability to be yeah. relational um, right. with my kids. Meaning and what some people be like relational counselors, stop speaking like counselors. What the heck do you mean?
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. So it's like
0: this, it's like,
1: um, i go from feeling like a machine like literally like i am a machine on a production line i'm like popping out liturgy programs <laughs> right. like talking to clients and saying like i'm engaging it's beautiful they are meaningful conversations and at the end i'm you know sometimes i'm i'm not as refreshed mm-hmm. as i could be because i'm just in this work mode mm-hmm. so it really i think in many ways this has to do more with mode if we're in a relational mode we're in that performance mode
2: Mm -hmm.
1: yeah you know if it becomes more about loving people in the process Mm -hmm. yeah then we're really winning because it's more about being Mm -hmm. in relationship and becoming through those relationships who god wants us to be yeah
0: Oh and another example that's coming up for me just for like on a practical level is when I am trying to do but like it's a doing being activity like my quiet prayer time in the morning
2: mm-hmm.
0: and um you know I a child wakes up earlier than I would like and mm. this awareness it's annoying say, yeah this awareness <laughs> to say okay like I was with god And we are having our our quiet time. And now he's calling me to switch modes and be Mm -hmm. relational, like to just be present and to say, okay, because, because there's, I think where where that's rooted in as I'm processing out loud is like, you're messing up my, my performing well for God right now. I need Mm -hmm. to be here for him. But like my mothering is my prayer, right? Like Mm -hmm. my loving my child is, is, so it's like this willingness to be flexible with the Holy spirit where I'm not like, you're not letting me check this box. I've only been praying for Mm -hmm. five minutes and, and that's not good enough. So you need to go back to bed (laughs) or it's like, nope, that's not. And that's not how God operates. Right. Like, and this is, even when we hear like the scripture call us to pray without ceasing, that isn't a checkbox. That isn't a, did you spend your hour in the chapel today? day and pray like or did you write all day long like it's a it's a being in prayer and as a being it's an attitude of the heart mm-hmm. yeah yeah very much so. right
1: it's not and like going back to your beautiful example of you know sitting and and reading and you know not even that in that moment you necessarily weren't in the right heart space you mm-hmm. know you could be in the right heart space and then still become resentful that a child's coming out and interrupting that heart space right you know but then part of that is like that tension of the reality the reality of i want this performance to be like this mm-hmm. but really what is god calling me to in this moment right yeah to lay that down mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. you know I, I i think about looking at like this whole idea cuz I, I you know i've gone through these like okay i'm going to i'm going to be aware of god's love for me <laughs> this mm-hmm. unconditional love. Okay. What does that mean? Right. And, and, and I found like for me sometimes it's in those moments um, where there's this pressure, pressure, pressure to do something. And I can feel that like rising up in me that there's like, if I don't do this thing um, I'm not, you know, like I, just, I don't know, like it's just pressure to do. And mm-hmm. for me to choose to not do and mm-hmm. to choose to rest as uncomfortable as it might be Mm -hmm. is actually so pleasing to God, to like Mm -hmm. surrender that, um, to choose not to do, to choose to rest when The habitual part of yourself is addicted to doing and to finding satisfaction and worth in doing and to like fight the lie and the reinforcement of that lie by choosing to rest. Because I feel like sometimes if we're uncomfortable, we think we're doing something wrong, but it's like sometimes that discomfort of resting and embracing it and saying, wow, this is uncomfortable, but why is it uncomfortable in the same way? It's mm-hmm. uncomfortable to go to the gym when I haven't gone to the gym in <laughs> 10 years. <laughs> Maybe that's a little too much. It's been a gym. Okay. No, mm-hmm. we're talking about myself. Um, but I mean, like, it's not that, you know, you're, that fact that you're uncomfortable doesn't mean you're doing something wrong. So I feel like for me, when I try to see what does it look like to learn to rest in God's love, it's to, Embrace those moments of discomfort when I'm choosing to rest. When everything in me is screaming to prove work, prove worth through work. Right. I don't right. Know if that makes sense. So um,
1: even in that sense, then rest can also be more a matter of the heart than an actual physical stopping. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you know when I when I think rest, I think I want to take a twenty minute power nap. Yeah. Okay. Good, good clarification. Right. And that's okay too, if that's what you, and that's okay. Sometimes we need to do that. Absolutely. 100%. But the kind of rest that you're talking about can take place in a very high pressure moment. Like it could be, what could be a high pressure moment Mm -hmm. can suddenly become a moment of great peace. Mm -hmm. Um, I had one of those this past week, where. annually at my parish we have confirmation there are usually about forty kids who come families the church is full the, a bishop is there and it's a lot of music and a lot of very intricate liturgy that we only do once a year mm-hmm. so the the demand that I face is wanting to get everything right, make it really beautiful, transcendent, special, really communicating to those who are being confirmed that this is a Very, very beautiful, significant moment in their walk of faith. Mm Yeah. And their relationship with Christ as they receive the special anointing of the Holy Spirit. So, past confirmations, I've kind of been like a, you know, the proverbial chicken. (laughs) Right. right, right. You know, running around with the head cut off, kind of. And this year, there was just, it was the exact opposite. Mm. And, you know, like just, all of it, getting there, getting early, getting there early, just interacting with everybody throughout the course of the day. And looking back on it, I was really amazed at how much peace I had. And in thinking about it, now, you know, like really talking to God and like, what was different about this time? It was that it wasn't, I knew 100% that it wasn't about me. Yes. Hmm. Yep. And in that, God was able to shine through.
0: Yep. There was space for him to show up. Yeah. It's, that's such a huge piece. A lot of that performance is rooted in this. It's about. It's about me, right? It's about Mm -hmm. what I'm trying to do and I'm trying to prove, even if we've dressed it up a little bit as like, this isn't, this is about them. This is about making something beautiful for them. This is about, I think about homeschooling, like Mm -hmm. it's about, you know, my kids having the best education, but like underneath it, is it about you not wanting to look like a bad, you know, like, or right. compared to your mm-hmm. friends and they're, I mean, yeah. I'm in the homeschooling mm-hmm. world right now, curriculum or fill in the blank, mm-hmm. the, the sports your kids are doing the, I mean, gosh, I mean, and I think that's what it comes Competitions. Competitions uh, yeah. in comparison mm-hmm. that yep. again, it's like this idea. And I was kind of drawing this little chart on my paper where it's like, my worth comes from my performance. So we've got this idea of shame. Like I mm-hmm. worth something because of what I do. And then so you've got good out. enough. I'm not good enough. And so that core
1: faulty belief. Right. Call it what it is. It's a faulty belief. I'm not good enough.
0: I'm not good enough. I, or yeah, I'm, I'm not enough of whatever feeling like, and not enough thing. But then, and then it's like we kind of, I think with this weird addiction with social media. That I like, I really pretty much cut it out. Of my like, it's not you know. Some people say it's not good for business, but it's so good for my mental health because it's mm-hmm. like it or not. I'm aware of this, and I think it's just the nature of the beast because they want it to be addictive. People like this is the design, is that I at this. I get this jolt of, you know, what dopamine every time somebody likes what I'm doing, which sends me this message. Whether I like it or not, it's what I take in. Like I'm, you saw me they saw me, which is the, like, I'm, it's that, that part of the brain that's like, you know, identity and like worth. And, and even though, you know, that's not what it is, it it stimulates that part of your brain, whether you want to think it does or not. Mm -hmm. And, and so this idea that like, the more people that like, or notice what I'm doing, the more, you know, noticeable and worthy I am. But again, this whole isolation and comparison, like, I just, this is kind of my mission really, when it comes down to this, know, podcast and, and, you know, women's ministry, I'm growing with, you know, two hearts for her is that this, this fighting of like competition and comparison that has kind of taken over just relationships with women, Mm -hmm. like this lack of true vulnerability and honesty about where we're at and everyone, and I know, and you know, this, everyone thinks they're the only ones who Mm -hmm. struggle in their prayer life, who Mm -hmm. are yelling at their kids, who are struggling in whatever thing, because that's what the enemy's telling them, and they're looking at social media, so they know. It's another
1: faulty belief, another yeah. core faulty belief. I'm the only one struggling with this. Yeah,
0: we can make a list of core faulty beliefs here. Yeah, yeah,
1: and that is like seriously, and it's, it's fueled by performance, fueled by social media, fuels the isolation, fuels just that sense of loneliness, and um, really keeps us then from being able to fruitfully and authentically engage in friendship. Yeah, with other women
0: and this is when we come back to the whole idea of growth and real growth and real transformation, when we might look at our lives and be like, I'm doing all these things, but like, oh, well, maybe I'm not happy or I'm not, I know what's in my heart and I'm not growing mm-hmm. the way that I want to grow, but I'm mm-hmm. doing all the things, you know, it's been an interesting thing that I've been really getting into is studying the brain and attachment and transformation mm-hmm. and all these things. And to really be transformed to the depths of our being, as one person, this guy, his name's Jim Wilder, he calls himself a neurotheologian. Is that not the coolest thing? Ooh, I love, I love it. I, I want to be a neurotheologian when I grow up. I love um, it. <laughs> but, but he just talks about like we, we have these two tracks in our brains, right? We've got the the the, the conscious mind, which is actually very mm-hmm. slow, and <laughs> when we're reading a book and we're studying things, we know, like I do. This is way I think at the root of what Saint Paul says, like, why do I do? What I hate, right? Because mm, where mm. we know the truth, but we're not doing it because the the, the deepest part of ourselves is our non conscious, right? Like the knee jerk reaction mm. things that come out when we're under pressure. When we're all like good, we know we can generally be the person we want to be. But then when life happens, which it will, and God is always calling us like over our head, right? Like that we can trust and rely on Him more. That's when we see all the stuff come out how do we get rid of that stuff? Like, I mean, we never will perfectly on the side of eternity, but the key is like rewiring those attachment circuits. It's relationship. There's no other way to get to that depth of your being apart from relationship. It got wired in. That's a whole other podcast, but it got wired in mm-hmm. through relationship, your mm-hmm. struggles with whatever it is performance, even just the whole, this whole thing that I have to do. You know, you, you, learn that on a certain level from our culture, from our families, and to, to, to escape that, like, yes, you can study things. You can learn about attachment theory. You can learn about all this stuff, but if you don't walk it out in relationship intentionally with other people, it's, you're not really going to get very far. And this is one of the things I want to talk to you about as a counselor Mm -hmm. and just, you know, obviously life experience too is I think that's one of the the missing pieces that I've seen working with people one-on-one is that they'll be really vulnerable with me, but like no one else, like no mm-hmm. one else really knows what's going on, which I understand mm-hmm. that's not, I'm not pretending this is easy. Okay. People, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, For sure. but it is worth being intentional, um, to, it doesn't have to be with like a whole bunch of people. You don't want to share your, your mm-hmm. heart and keep heart and struggle with like, your next door neighbor that you don't know, but necessarily maybe, but, but, but I think there's just, we have to recognize that, you know, this deep transformation is going to come through our prayer. Like this, this whole Mm -hmm. idea of contemplating God's love, spending time with him, resting as we, I mean, we didn't dive into this totally, but like resting in his love, actually resting. I think making time for prayer, a part of your day, like for sure, whatever, you know, like just, just don't, don't have to do like, this is a big thing. Side note. And prayer doesn't mean, okay, I did my rosary, did my chaplet. I went to mass and I did this, I did this, I did this. Holy hour and peace and quiet. Right. It's like, <laughs> it's just like just being with him, reading a, a, one scripture that you love and just mulling it over in your mind for 10 minutes. Yeah, got it. Mm-hmm. That is so beautiful. Yeah. And that is so pleasing to God because otherwise you can be in performance in prayer which just mm-hmm. like self-defeating like because God's like, I love you. Whether you said your rosary today or not, I love you the same. You know, it's, I mean, guess I'm not, I, I love the rosary, pray the rosary. Don't hear me wrong here. Mm-hmm. But When it comes to the healing of your heart, you might She's actually rest, rest. You might even. actually just need to rest. And maybe, mm-hmm. maybe the, the rosary isn't exactly what God's calling you to. If that's a pressure item for you right now mm-hmm. in your, in your journey with him, because he just wants to love you. So even within that,
1: I hear you saying, as you were talking about how, you know, people are authentic with you as a counselor, but often not authentic with each other in their organic relationships mm-hmm. that we have a tendency to not be authentic with God as well.
0: Oh yeah, yes. Thank you for bringing that up. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I want to show my good side, even though I know he knows everything. I know, <laughs> I know, right? And then you stop and you be like, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. right.
1: Mm-hmm. So with our friends, we know they don't know everything. With a counselor, counselors still don't know everything, but we have a little bit more of a of the inside scoop. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's this, this call to authenticity that flies in the face of shame and requires a ton of courage. Yes.
0: Yes. But it is the way. Authenticity, vulnerability is the death blow to shame like that is Mm -hmm. how there's there's no other way like shame needs to be brought into the light
1: it's also the death blow to loneliness
0: yes right because in
1: order to really like engage freely in relationship there has to be that freedom Mm
2: -hmm.
1: yeah and so you know going back to that whole growth in community yeah you know we have so many things that hold us back from being able to love freely and that keep us from connecting authentically and in ways that feed our hearts and feed others hearts mm-hmm. and where we're able to truly as jpt talked about giving of ourselves in love Yep, you know and being able to offer that in a way that is reciprocal yeah so that we're truly we're, we're feeding others and also being fed in that dynamic mm-hmm. yeah um yes shame gets in the way of that blame gets in the way of that um performance gets in the way of that yeah
0: yeah and I just think in today's culture just the environment that we're in I, I don't it won't just happen you know like you've got to be this is my word it of the year it has to be intentional. intentional it has to be, <laughs> be intentional
1: Intentionality. absolutely yes
0: it, it, 100% I, think, I wish that it would just fall into your lap but like as I I'm creating something right now that I need myself like within this mm-hmm. community because I'm like man I I, I do. I talk about this, but man, it's hard to like, I mean, you can't force anyone. Like it has to be chosen. Mm-hmm. Like you can't mm-hmm. like make your friends that go there with you. Like you can mm-hmm. invite them and that's scary. Sometimes it's, it's, it's easier to like join a group of people you don't know because you didn't have to have that hard conversation. But
1: how much is that though? I, you just said something really, really profound. You said you can invite them, but in, in that invitation, there also mm. has to be, and this is exactly what you're doing. You're inviting them, but you're also creating the space. Mm-hmm. You're creating the space.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so much of that ability to be able to rest and have that space where we can truly be is that intentional creating of the space.
0: Yeah.
1: So whether that's in our like in our relationship with God, in our prayer life, or in our marriages, or in our friendships, or even in our work and how we, whatever capacity we function as far as work goes, mm-hmm. um, to like, to really have that space to connect, to be. Yep.
0: Yeah. We've got to create the space. We've got to be intentional and, um, and, and courageous. And I think that's, that's big. And it. it's that yes. it's like a leap of faith. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm trying to, to make it a little easier for people like this Len, I'm going to be, um, kind of launching it. I'm calling it a, you know, an experimental beta three-month launch just to see, you know, I'm learning as we go, but just to create that space with the blessing of, you know, the internet, it can be a blessing and a curse, you know, depending, but we can connect with people and we can grow together and learn together. I mean, you know, again, I could go on and on about these things, and I don't want to make this this episode too too long. But, but mm-hmm. this idea of saying, okay, like I, I want I can hear this, I can hear this information. I can, I can read that book. That's a great book. Like this mm-hmm. book here, just to sort of put a plug in for this book. I believe in love, which right. is by Father Dalbey, some friendships, you know, about Carmelite spirituality. But this idea, I can believe in love and the love of God. But I, if we don't walk it out. You know, mm-hmm. intentionally with someone, and like become aware of our own story, and really do that hard work. It really does, like, just become something else we know. Mm-hmm. That you know, when we fail, let's say we 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 fail. I, I made a mistake again. I we're aware, but like reading another book about it isn't actually going to change us at that deepest level. It's going to be through authenticity, mm-hmm. vulnerability, walking with people. You know, and so if you're looking for that, you know, I'm going to eventually be trying to recruit um, Deb Mm -hmm. here and join me in leading some of these groups, but (laughs) to intentionally be saying, okay, you know what? I really want to, as scary as it might feel to me, but I intentionally want to dive into this truth and begin Mm -hmm. to allow myself to be seen in ways I haven't, Mm -hmm. to begin to even look at my story in ways that I haven't, to begin to look at my relationship with God and actually say, you know what? I know I say, I believe in God's unconditional love, but am I, am I living that out in my actions? Um, And not, again, this is not a, like another thing to feel bad about. It's really just about this, like awareness and then some accountability that says, you know, um, from a friend or that's like, you know, you like to speak truth to you in those moments of struggle to remind you, you know what, you should probably go rest or you, you might be able to, you know, like just this, I think we, we need each other, right. To be able to grow in these ways.
1: So, you know, you know, that brings to mind something that was really foundational for me. Um, When I was at Divine Mercy at DMU, um, something came out called the Catholic Christian Meta Model, the human person. And it's this massive tome and you're going to hold it up right now. Yes, (laughs) Yes. I know.
0: I have a copy. It's like wonderful. I haven't read it. Truth be told, it's really huge. (laughs) It is. But it's a a
1: fabulous resource. Um, But one of the fundamental principles is that we're created by love. For love mm, yep we take this humongous tome and bring it down to why are we here we're made by love for love mm-hmm. so we can read about love and we can hypothesize and we can wrap our brains around it mm-hmm. but the only way to know love is in the context of relationship yeah So that's what you're talking about with having these women's groups and creating this space for growth, Mm -hmm. because growth takes place in the context of community.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, and I I mean, yeah, I touched on this briefly with you, but like, that's where I've seen it too. Like I've Mm -hmm. seen friends of mine who have grown incredibly in their lives. Like I see this before and after. And mm-hmm. it's not because they invested, you know, no knock to our profession, but like, you know, it, it isn't sometimes counseling is, is a huge part of your story. But if I think if right. you do counseling apart from intentional community, in my opinion, mm-hmm. or you don't already have that in place, the right. growth is going to be at best very stunted like it actually, or make happen at all because part, yeah, go ahead. Part of, part of what I focus on in, in counseling is actually
1: helping people create those connections. Yeah. Because that's part of flourishing. Yeah, you know, it's it. They can't only have me mm-hmm. and God. You know, they have to have healthy relationships with family, friends, the body of Christ, coworkers. It, it just the
2: yeah
1: it circles down the line. Yeah. Um, all of it. Yes. Yeah. Um. In fact, we see our struggles in the context of relationship. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and it's just so helpful to see. I mean, again, mm-hmm. in that relationship mm-hmm. that you know, you're learning from other person's story. You're recognizing you're not alone Mm -hmm. it defeat shame. We, it's just, there's so many layers to it. It's just so good. And so, um, yeah, I just can't encourage you guys enough as you're especially just approaching this, you know, time of Lent here and, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe taking a second look at maybe some of your, if you made some resolutions for the year that I imagine Mm -hmm. include some amount of growth that you have not forgotten the importance Mm -hmm. of, Of community and that you cannot do this alone, and that we think, okay, I'm just gonna gonna work on this myself, right? Um, and and then get discouraged when it doesn't quite go. Mm -hmm. That Mm -hmm. that, that I really believe this, you know, this love piece that comes through community is just something that we we just really need to be honest about and. And so, you know, and I also just want to say, cause I'm, I'm working on wrapping this up here for everyone who's listening. But um, if you are though, looking for somebody guys that I know there's so many people I like, get email all the time looking for someone to work with one-on-one who will also be encouraging you to maybe look into the community aspect. I just want to make sure you guys know that Deb here is um, part of an incredible Catholic practice. Deb, um, I'm going to put the notes in the, in the, or the information, in the show notes, but yeah, tell it, can you tell us a little bit about, about where you work and um, what you have to offer too for people?
1: Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Karen. Um, first of all, I think your group sound wonderful. I think Lent is for me, it's one of the most special times of year as we together as a, a universal church join into like go with Christ into the desert. Yeah. You know, but then don't stay there. Yeah. You know, it culminates with the resurrection and hope. Yes. So it's just such a beautiful time and I I can't wait till you can tell me more about what it would look like to join you in. (laughs) Yeah, 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 totally. uh, That that is great. Um, But how I serve within the counseling field is uh, I'm working with Dr. Peter Kaponis of Integrity Restored, who's based in the Philadelphia area. Uh, He has, within his practice, focused on porn addiction and helping uh, people who are in recovery Mm -hmm. from porn addiction, also marriages, um, especially uh, betrayal trauma mm.
2: um,
1: from the spouses of those who are in close relationship to those struggling with addiction, and um, so I have the privilege and the honor both of working with those who are in recovery and with their spouses, um, and then on occasion also with with um, marriage counseling and helping to help that relationship itself to heal. Um, and then I also I work with women. Um, with a host of, you know, just women's issues. What is it is? What is yeah. it to be a woman? And you know, how do we self sabotage so easily? Right. <laughs> I know. No, that's and awesome. um, yes. So it's it's really it's such a gift. And um, yes, I will make sure that uh, you have that contact information. But people yeah. can look me up through Integrity Restored or okay. through um, Catholic therapists yes. in Pennsylvania.
0: Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. And I know. Just get ready. You might get a bunch of emails. Um, might mm-hmm. have to make a group. <laughs> to reach everyone no but um but yeah i am just so grateful for your time today i know that we will probably be able to have you on again sometime soon i hope um but thank you thank you for just chatting today and i just hope that this touches you guys and helps you in your own journey um know that we are both praying for you we hope that you guys have a great day thanks so much for tuning in today guys please if you get a chance leave a review it means so much also be sure to check out my website dot twoheartsforher.com and on the website you can get some more information about her transformation groups that online community and just a great chance for you to connect with other like-minded women who are on the journey with you so be sure to check it out thanks again for listening god bless